0: Elections 2016
1: on Newsbreak Lotus FM. Lula Natal, IEC Results at ICC in Dublin. We're ready to bring you cutting-edge current affairs before as counting um, votes continue. Yes, it's votes counting day, meaning it's results day. All of that
2: coming your way this morning on Newsbreak. Also, we're coming to you live from the National IEC Results Operations Centre. It's also known as the Nerve Centre in Pretoria, with results, as you say, Taresh, streaming in as we speak.
1: Good morning to you. Welcome to Newsbreak. I'm Taresh Haripirshad. And I'm Matthew Veer. Well, here's what you can expect today from kwazulu Natal. The IFP makes strong inroads in the province while the ANC begins their quest to Trump and we discuss what this means for you in local government.
2: Thanks for that, Toresh. And uh, making waves nationally this morning as results streaming praise for citizens who exercise their right to vote.
3: I want to thank all the South Africans who have come out to vote. I think voters have done their bit, we've done our bit, politicians have spoken, then the voters have spoken. Now we've got to see what happens today.
2: And it's been called a peaceful election. It's a sign that South Africa's democracy is coming of age. And I think if I take the campaigning itself, It indicated
4: firstly the maturity of the citizens as well as political parties.
2: Political parties, by and large, behaved very well. Also coming up, the DA looks set to win the hotly contested Nelson Mandela Bay Metro. We'll discuss that a bit later. And we unpack the latest results with political analyst Marie Harris. All that coming up uh, from our Pretoria studios here on Newsbreak this morning. Also, Maya Jagjivan will be joining me this morning, and she'll be on the floor of the IEC nerve center, and she'll be telling us the latest with regards to the results. So stay tuned as we help you give your vote a voice.
1: It's an absolutely exciting time right now. We're telling you the numbers as they come into us and what it means for you as the participants of local government. Cutting-edge current affairs, a very warm welcome to Newsbreak. Firstly, let's go across the country now weather-wise. Durban, it's fine, 12 degrees up to 19. Richards Bay, 13 going up to 22. Peter Maritzburg 6 degrees up to 17. Pretoria morning frost in places 2 up to 18. Johannesburg 0 degrees up to 17. Cape Town, today it's uh, partly cloudy, 10 degrees up to 17. Port Elizabeth, partly cloudy, 10 degrees up to 19. And East London, it's partly cloudy 10 degrees up to 19. Let's talk quickly about the dam levels for uh, the various dams across the uh, uh, across the country. Albert Falls Dam, 27.2%. Inanda Dam, 67.6%. The Midmar Dam is 45.83%. The Nagel Dam is 68.37%. And the Blumhof Dam, 22.3%.
0: It's a multitude of voices in an ocean of choices. This is Newsbreak's election coverage on Lotus FM.
1: And yes, that's ten past six, live from the IEC IEC Results Centre here in KwaZulu-Natal, Durban. Let's cross over to Hafsa Mkise. Hafsa, at this stage, what can you tell us about the way the province is faring?
5: Exciting time indeed for South Africa with 22% of the votes declared. The ANC is leading with 54.77% with 42 seats in the KZN legislature. IFP with 27.76% is second with 13 seats in the KZN legislature, which is quite an increase compared to the 15.8% support they had in 2011. And coming in third, there's the DA with 11.85%, seven seats in the KZN legislature.
1: And that's about 22% of the votes in KwaZulu-Natal declared. Well, we'll discuss that, analyse that and bring you the latest about what that means for you. But the IEC in South Africa has come a long way. Those were the emotional sentiments of former chairperson Brigelia Baum. Speaking to Newsbreak's Genevieve Lanka, she reflected on the great strides made by the country with each election.
6: South Africans, even if they don't understand, they do honour the idea of voting and that is to see the numbers of registered people. We were excited in 1998 when we registered 10 million people. It was a big story. Our Mm -hmm. first registration of 10 million we were celebrating. And today we are talking of 26 million. How exciting.
0: A lot has changed since the first election. Are you excited to see how the technology has advanced over the years with regards to
6: elections and electoral processes? It's an Unbelievable. We were lucky to use a lot of technology that has been copied by many countries. Though we were the last ones to come into the game of voting, but we started what was called a zip, which was a machine that we use to register you. But now today it's amazing. We have the results center, which is also a South African wonderful model that we had originally copied from Australia and ours are much more advanced with technology and the media. It's all very exciting, but it's a lot of hard work. But while the IEC has caused to celebrate the technological advancements that it has
0: gained over the years, there's also been some concerns, especially around political
6: tolerance and political violence. The level of tolerance, we need to grow on that a little more. We need as a nation to begin to appreciate that people's lives is more important than the position people enjoy. So there are things that we still have to learn to nurture the democracy. And we are not as fast sometimes on that as we should be. But there we are. We have made it up to now. It's a great day today.
1: And that was former chairperson of the IEC Brigelia Bomb talking to Genevieve Lanka. Well, let's just take you to the ground, get you that public voice that is so important here on Newsbreak. As the counting process for over the 26 million voters continues for the 2016 local government election, Newsbreak's Hussein Ibrahim visited voting stations in Newlands West last night and canvassed the concerns with voters as
2: they cast their ballot.
7: I'm voting for the change of South Africa, especially in Newlands area where our delivery is very bad.
2: In Newlands you're not as bad off as other areas. You drive through other areas, you'll see them much worse off in Newland. I'm voting for a change, not only for Newland.
0: Well, I'm voting for better service deliveries, that's it. We contact the councillors, they don't respond to us,
4: so it's poor. One of the major problems in recent times is crime, but crime is everywhere at the moment. If you look at it, a lot of the street lights don't even work sometimes. And that's one of the causes of a crime, because you cannot see you are coming home late at night, evening. We've been having some water issues as well. Where we had to call these guys. But obviously, they put restrictions. The everybody's facing there as well. Presence of the the police force. You hardly see them.
0: The, the streetlights, basically, because especially us as women driving home with kids and stuff, there is no streetlights. It ranges, it's dark. Like you said, with the police force as well, when you phone them, it's forever for them to respond. But uh, they pitch up when it's too late, when everything's sorted and done.
3: Yeah, I think Amin's concern in uh, Newlands is crime. And I think there's no facilities, you know, for the juniors in Newlands. Yeah, there's no proper sporting facilities or like any entertainment for youngsters in Newlands. This is why many of them are taking to the streets at the moment.
1: So that was Hussein Ibrahim canvassing the views as various members of the community in Newlands cast their ballots. I did the same toward the south of the, of, of Durban. I went to Mirbank and found out why South Africans voted there. I think we need a drastic change in this country. To move forward, that's the only thing that's going to happen. We need to change.
6: Um, I guess to change the, the face of this country and maybe heading to in the future.
4: Given a the chance, they will... That's what I think. They will. They've just started
6: only 22 years or 20 years. They've just started. Given time, they will make a change. I can't speak for everybody. Various people have various problems.
8: But uh, every community has their problem. Service deliveries, etc. You know the old. Tr- mm-hmm. You know, maybe we just hope that things will get better for me as the years go by.
6: It felt great and uh, something, a good accomplishment, yeah.
1: I can tell you that it was quite windy outside polling stations. I wonder if that means winds of change, Imran Bakis, joining me live in studio today at the ICC. A very good morning to you, Imran. Morning, Teresh. Thanks for having me. Imran, interesting development overnight with about 22% per- of the votes declared here in KwaZulu-Natal. The IFP has leapfrogged the Democratic Alliance. Was that something you were expecting?
7: You know the job of a political analyst is often to read trends and if one had to read the trend uh, from 94 the ifp was certainly on a downward trend Uh, so this is in some ways surprising but not completely i think the ifp has benefited from uh, the nfp uh, Mm -hmm. vote many were saying that the anc would benefit but bear in mind that historically the nfp whose members are mainly ifp members uh, would have uh, b- borne the scars of the civil war in the 90s and many of them would have lost family members to the ANC Etc. So I think in essence the IFP has benefited from the uh, Sort of fragmentation of the NFP and that in some ways or in most ways. I think explains the upward trajectory of yeah, the IFP
1: Yeah, but it was slap in the face with the Democratic Alliance though. They've been quite They're doing strong as we're seeing in in particularly holding, but not doing so good here, so how do you think that's going to hold them?
7: Yeah, I think the same doesn't apply here. Gauteng, Tuane, other parts of the country, they're doing exceptionally well. Uh, I think the dynamic in KZN is different. Uh, for one, the ANC has a strong support, uh, particularly in Etanguinea, south of the city, etc. Uh, and I think the dynamics around the IFP, NFP, also impact negatively on the Democratic Alliance.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think we are up to talk more uh, along the lines of service delivery and what this means for you the electorate within local government but we are expecting to do that after we hear from the Democratic Alliance and even the ANC expect it in our studio shortly so we'll be bringing you all of that live here with Imran Bakas from the ICC in Durban. Now though let's find out the kind of route you can expect. Here's Hussein Ibrahim with traffic.
0: Safe and sound with Newsbreak Traffic.
8: Good morning, let's begin in central Johannesburg on the M1 North, is slow between Boisons and Parktown. Also in Boxburg, stationary taxi in the left lane after Atlas Road. Some backlogs in Pretoria approaching the Daspur Tunnel on the M4 East and earlier crash recovery near Pritz Road. And just here in Durban M4 Southern Freeway North, traffic lights not working at South Coast Road off ramp. I'll bring you more a bit later in the programme.
1: I'm just so eager to know what is happening in Gauteng and let's go now to Matthew Viren because I know he's got his hands full this morning. Hello, Matthew.
2: Thank you, Taresh. Yes, coming to you live from a building that never seems to sleep, the IEC Results Centre in Pretoria. And if you're just joining us, this is Newsbreak on Lotus FM and we are continuing our election coverage and we're also bringing you the latest on Results Day. But let's find out what's making headlines for today. ANC uh, Secretary General, that's Gwede Mantashe, says that the party accepted the decision by the IEC not to extend the voting hours yesterday. Now, the ANC had earlier proposed that due to bad weather in some areas of the Eastern Cape, that voting stations remain open longer to allow everyone an opportunity to vote. Now, the Eastern Cape, particularly the Nelson Mandela Bay municipality, is hotly contested in this election with the DA attempting to wrest it away from the ANC. This report by SABC Deputy Political uh, Editor uh, that's Se Gallant.
9: I don't think we should cry because if the weather is bad, it's bad for everybody. And my own view is that now time to dream and predict is over. We must watch the board. As it changes, as it changes, we must go and look. It was an important election for South Africa.
10: Overall, the ANC, uh, where are you getting a sense in terms of voter turnout and how the IEC managed to proceed with
9: voting in general? I'm very comfortable with how the IEC dealt with the issues. Even when you phone in 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 a VD and say, listen, there's a problem here, they responded. So if we blame, we must blame somebody else, not the IEC. Uh, That actually comforts me when I know there were parties that were wanting to delegitimize the IEC. They have done well. Now let's wait for the results. It's up to us as parties how much work have we done. And the result will reflect that i have to use this opportunity to ask you uh, sg obviously
10: we've heard of parties beginning to meet in case and painting out scenarios is the anc meeting with any parties just no, no, in, in in places no, you especially can talk,
9: you can't talk coalition before you see the results because you may negotiate a coalition where there's no need for a coalition you watch for the now the time is for watching the results, leave the coalitions, we'll deal with them.
2: And that was ANC Secretary-General Gwede Mantashe speaking there. Meanwhile, DA leader Musi Maimane has praised South Africans who came out to vote in the country's fifth local government elections. He says that the focus now is on the results as counting continues across the country. And this was Maimane's first election as the leader of the official opposition. SABC a deputy political editor, that's Moushlatse Gallants once again, spoke to him and began by asking for his overall impression of voting.
3: I think voters have done their bit. We've done our bit politicians have spoken then the voters have spoken Now we've got to see what happens today.
10: Well you come in at a time where we have at least one voting district it puts you in the
3: lead <laughs> as a sign of things to come so so yeah no we' feeling we're feeling strong We've worked hard in this election as a party we've put in a lot of effort into into what happens in this election and we're feeling quite buoyed by it we're feeling quite i've been to all three cities we really have felt look we've put in everything that we can it's a positive thing
10: obviously the first election where you are the leader of the democratic alliance very punishing as you've said going across the country in sometimes in few cities in one day yeah. personally the experience
3: it's obviously a very taxing one it's obviously a lot of hard work that you've got to get through i'm proud of the da uh, we've led through a very div- we've we've led through one of the most contested elections, but very good election. And I feel, for my first time leading it, I couldn't have asked more of our team. Our team has been exceptional, and I certainly certainly have felt the courage for South Africans. I mean, one of the most positive things is that nobody here can tell you who's going to win in the three cities in the big cities.
10: We're speaking to all political parties about coalitions because we are hearing that meetings are happening behind the scenes. Where is the DA in that front?
3: I think, I think let's just wait and look at the scoreboard. Once we know what's on the scoreboard, we can have that conversation. But outside of that, look, I think it's important for us to see what the results look like, what the conclusions are going to be. I, 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 you know, to start starting to talk about coalitions now is very premature.
2: And that was DA leader Musi Maimane speaking there to Deputy Political Editor Malhatsi Gallants. And moving on, with so many options to choose from when it comes to political parties, various campaigns have turned to the youth vote. Now recently, Ipsos conducted a survey asking young South Africans if uh, they would be taking to the polls in 2016. And results showed that while political awareness is low... 71% of the youth stated that that they intended to cast their votes yesterday. Now, to discuss this further and uh, to unpack a few more of these uh, Ipsos surveys, we are joined in our studios in Pretoria by Director of Public Affairs at Ipsos. It's Marie Harris. Marie, good morning and welcome to Newsbreak. Good morning. So um, we discussed it and uh, we have discussed the importance of the youth vote before, but with the election uh, results streaming in as we speak, do you think that the youth will be game changers in this election?
5: Well, if I look at what happened yesterday, it seems as if a lot of the youth stayed away from the election and they did not really turn up in the millions to vote. Um, we can also see, if we look at the registration statistics, that um, they are uh, about half of young people registered to vote. I said to somebody yesterday that it seems to me that um, young people are interested in politics, but only in politics that that have an effect on their lives um, you would think that they would vote in local elections that, that that's close enough but we see campus politics and those things really be closer to their hearts to, so to speak as the national politics of the country as a whole so I really think that we need um, more voter education we need some uh, probably democracy education to put it that way that people know why it is so important to bring out their votes because the youth participation in this election was, was not very high.
2: And uh, Marie, let's discuss another poll uh, that was done by Ipsos. Nelson Mandela Bay has been an interesting flashpoint uh, this election. The usually ANC strong metro seems to be in the balance currently and we looking at the details now. It says currently that 24% of the voting districts in Nelson Mandela Bay have been declared and the DA is predicted to win more than 49% of the votes in the metro. Now, the CSIR also predicts that the ANC will lose control of the metro winning only 42% of the the votes now this is down by some nine percent if you compare this to 2011's local government election so the da in nelson mandela bay did you see this one coming
5: yes we did see this one coming um it was for quite a long time that we picked up in the polls that we did that the da is doing particularly well in nelson mandela bay um we did quite a number of studies and um in this area and um, all of them were showing towards the um, DA taking the lead in this metro. The Especially since November last year, we could see uh, a real surge in DA support in, in this particular metro. What is interesting to me is this um, modelling that the CSIR is doing. Because as we know, there's not all the votes are not out yet, but their model are... Over the last hour because I've seen the results from five o'clock and at six o'clock. There is the model is extremely stable So I think we can say now without a doubt that the DA will take Nelson Mandela Bay
2: And how much of an impact then, would you say will that have on Nelson Mandela Bay's Metro?
5: I think it will be very important to the Metro um, the DA really had a campaign focused around look um at the areas where we govern like the western cape or cape town or so i do think nelson mandela Bay is not the same circumstances as the western cape or cape town so they will really have to um, perform in this area to show that they can govern outside of the Western Cape. It will be as big a test to them as it will be, I think, for the people in Nelson Mandela Bay to adapt to a DA government. But then at this stage, the DA doesn't have an absolute majority. They are almost there, but they're not quite there. So they might need a small coalition partner, like, for instance, the UDM, or um, a small partner just to get them over the 50%.
2: And we are in Pretoria, the administrative capital of South Africa. Another tough battle to be predicted and uh, expected here. But how do you see it panning out uh, according to your details there?
5: In Pretoria we said it will be a neck-and-neck neck race and the six o'clock results from the CSR shows the ANC at 43% the DA at 42 so it can be hardly closer than that. Um, the EFF was um, trailing them at 11% but um, I think that was to be expected of the EFF in, in 20. So. Uh, It looks as if none of the big parties will get an absolute majority in Suwannee. So um, whoever governs or whoever is capable of putting a coalition together will have control of the capital.
2: And just a final question there, Marine. You did uh, discuss with us a bit earlier that you do have all the latest details from the CSR. Anything interesting that you'd like to tell us?
5: Yes, I do think overall if we look at the CSR results, it seems as if the ANC obviously in total terms they will win this election. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But the ANC is not doing very well in this election. Um, There's not a lot of uh, councils in yet. Currently there are only nine councils in. Of them uh, the DA will be uh, controlling two of them, both of them in the Western Cape. The ANC has the other seven councils, uh, four of them on the Northern Cape, two in the Eastern Cape and one in Pumalanga. So Still, very few results in. Um, There are no firm results yet uh, from uh, Limpopo or Northwest. But um, I think overall, a very, very interesting uh, election. About a third of the votes are counted. Thirty-six percent.
2: And yes, that's where we'll have to leave it. You heard it first from Marie Harris. She says that the ANC are likely to win this election, but they're not doing too well uh, with regards uh, to their party. Um, Marie Harris, that's where we'll have to leave it. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
5: Thank you for this time.
2: And that was Director of Public Affairs at Ipsos, Marie Harris, joining us here in our Pretoria studios. Still lots to come from both Pretoria and Durban, and we are just approaching 6.30 now, but let's find out what you can expect uh, still to come from us in Pretoria. So we will bring you more results uh, as it streams in, and we'll tell you more about uh, how the uh, well the results will be impacting uh, South Africans this, uh, this morning. Uh, also, we have Maya Jagjivan will be joining us uh, live from the uh, Pretoria uh, Nerve Centre. She'll be on the ground, on the floor of the centre where the large screen is actually broadcasting all the results and we'll cross to her live. We also have political analyst Ranesh Dauraj, uh, who we did speak to yesterday. He'll be joining us once again to just unpack a bit more about the results. 6.30 now, I'm going to hand you back over to Durban. We'll have news headlines with Sudisha and then it's back to Thresh.
0: Good morning. Coming up with news uh, in news at seven, the battle for control of the country's municipalities has entered a critical phase as vote counting fast approaches the fifty percent mark. Former chairperson of the Independent Electoral Commission, Brigelia Bam, says watching South Africa's democracy evolve through the election process has been one of the greatest joys of her life. And South African cyclists who comp- uh, competed at the recent Tour de France will take the confidence from the competition as they head into their weekend race at the Rio Olympics. More news at
1: 7. Yes, and we will also be bringing you some cutting-edge current affairs from the ICC in Durban. The IFP is making very strong progress in KwaZulu-Natal, while the ANC is trumping the province. And what does this mean for you? We're going to find out from our political analyst in studio today, bringing you all these details as they become available to us. Here's your temperatures today. Durban, 19. Richards Bay, 22. Peter Maritzburg 17. Pretoria, 18. Johannesburg, 17. Cape Town, 17. Port Elizabeth, 19. East London, 19 degrees. From the IEC Results Centre in Durban
0: to the IEC Nerve Centre in Pretoria. We've got you covered this local government election. Tune in for special broadcasts at 6am, 1pm and 9pm on Election and Results Day, Wednesday and Thursday. And updates of results on the hour.
1: That's a news break on Lotus FM.
0: Cutting edge election coverage. Giving your vote a voice. News break exclusive to Lotus FM.
1: And it's 6.30 now. Cutting edge current affairs. Let's bring you the latest coming through from KwaZulu Natal with 27% of votes declared. The ANC is in firm position here in the province at 54.5% with 49 seats in the KwaZulu Natal legislature. They're followed by the IFP who sits on 28.57%. That's equaling at this stage to about 20 seats in the KwaZulu Natal legislature. Followed by the Democratic Alliance that's at 11.57% means about 8 seats at this stage in the KwaZulu Natal legislature. What at all does this mean for you as you listen to us this morning? Well, let's just Discuss it. And joining me today in studio, the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal seem to be on their way for a provincial victory. This also follows the memorandum of understanding reached with the disqualified NFP for their support base. While joining me in studio to analyse and unpack all of this and of course talk about the success they're seeing this morning is the Deputy Provincial Secretary for ANC in KwaZulu-Natal, Mr. Mluleki Ndobe.
11: Mr. Ndobe, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Greetings to you and greetings to your listeners. I'm seeing a smile on your face we are very excited about uh, the confidence that our electorate has uh, demonstrated towards the anc in guazulu natal mm-hmm. were you concerned at all about your performance
1: here because there was a lot of volatility going into this election here if you were to look at political killings and if you were to look at a lot of um unrest and protest about the
11: list process of the anc in KwaZulu natal of course, we were concerned about yeah. the political killings in the province. I think we were the worst in the country that has experienced a number of killings. But in terms of our campaign, the last five months have been very hectic, but exciting at the same time. And we're very confident as the ANC that um, we'll make a very good inroads even in the north. Our strategy was that we need to consolidate mm-hmm. our support base in the south, but also advance in the north. And uh, that campaign is now Fruits.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you successful though in the north? Because I do know there were major concerns going. Particularly within into the Zululand area part of the north. Are you successful there? We are optimistic that yeah. um,
11: we are taking over Zululand already. We have taken over Fryhead, We have taken over Tuombe for the first time. We have uh, retained uh, Pongola. Yeah, we are making good inroads in Nongoma and Ulundi. So Zululand is taken over now by the ANC. We can project. But we are also making very good inroads in Umzingyati and um, in Umkanyagute. Yeah. Where we were not very strong. Yeah even though we were yeah. still
1: in charge. Could you have done it without the NFP?
11: We could have done it because um, we've made inroads in terms of recruiting new members to the ANC. Yeah. I, I think the support and the agreement that we've reached on the eve of elections with the NFP was a cherry on top, but we we're making inroads on our own.
12: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's talk about, you know, the ANC.
11: And, 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 you know, you've got so much of strength, so much
1: of support within the KwaZulu-Natal chunk of the pie but what are your plans then going ahead for service delivery because while you may talk about the numbers the support the inroads and the structures that you've created as a party on a daily basis a platform like Newsbreak receives several complaints about leaking taps about municipalities not responding to claims various reference numbers coming our way with no follow-ups how then do you try and clean the slate with regard to local governance knowing you've got this kind of
11: support First of all, we intend to continue with the program that we have started at the level of government of Back to Basics where we are basically dealing with the basics in our communities and in our municipalities. But what we have introduced in our manifesto this time around Mm. was to say all our employees in government, particularly in the local government sector, we must enter into a performance agreement with all our councillors. There must be deliverables. there must be but even their conduct, the number of meetings uh, that we hold, but we also want councillors who will serve our people selflessly with humility and honesty. So we will be monitoring that uh, very closely. Mm.
1: And and I uh, I just want to leave with you now and talk about violence. I mean, we did touch on that and it was a major problem. You've got to think about 12 members in the lead up to this election, uh, lead up to yesterday's election, that were killed as a result of political violence. Strategy going forward, because I don't think that's
11: something you'd want to take forward into a new into a new election time well first of all i think um, we must extend as the anc our sincere condolences to all the families that have lost their loved ones uh, during the build-up towards this election but also congratulate the iec and all the law enforcement agencies for the tranquility that we've seen uh, during the elections itself Mm. because um, many people were very skeptical about what will happen in the province but were very excited about the level of peace but going forward Uh, our stance as the ANC is that um, we cannot associate this with internal challenges, either in the ANC or with other parties, but we view this as purely criminality and hooliganism. And we are working with all our law enforcement agencies to deal with this issue. We've done two things um, uh, um, uh, uh, as the ANC. One, we've engaged with the uh, structures of government to put up a team uh, that will be a provincial intervention team working with national government to deal with all the cases and resolve them but we have also requested the premier to establish a commission of inquiry that will investigate all these issues so that we deal and root out all these problems even in the society
1: okay mr. Ndobe, I think we'll leave it there with you and that was the deputy provincial secretary for the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal mr. Mnuleki Ndobe. thanks so much
11: for your time thank you thank you thanks to your listeners well
1: let's move on now to another the party aiming to make great strides, great inroads here within um, KwaZulu-Natal, and that is none other than the Democratic Alliance. And let's update you with regard to 22% of those votes declared. The DA finds itself in about 11.85% of the votes in KwaZulu-Natal, equals to about seven seats, means that the Democratic Alliance currently sits third in the province. And DA Itakwini Mayoral candidate Hanif Hussein. You've the NFP, so you must be happy about that. Well, let me tell you that I think um, what has happened with the NFP
13: is that a number of their supporters on the ground have split uh, to various parties um like the anc have we made an announcement um on the eve of the elections yeah. um with the structures of yeah. of any of, of the nfp not leaders yeah. uh, there's a big difference between right. the two um in a for example where all of the ward structures there um uh, endorse the democratic alliance yeah. and we yeah. made that announcement yeah was um, it enough though well i think the results will show just now yeah. and uh, the information that we're getting unverified at this stage yeah. is that uh we were able to win two wards of uh, in uh, Dumbé, so perhaps that has assisted us. Uh, in in Nongoma, we had the similar thing, and uh, we're waiting to see what the results are there. Um, then, of course, the NFP youth also um, threw their support behind the Democratic Alliance, and we'll see how that panned yeah. out. Um, and then, of course, there were some reports that the NFP uh, threw in some support with the Al-Jamaa party, yeah, and yeah. Um, some of them went back to the IFP, yeah. some of them chose not to vote. So... I don't think we sh- we can make um, an absolute uh, uh, a certain analysis of what exactly happened to yeah. the NFP vote unless we look at them VD by VD, right. it would be unfair to yeah. the listeners too. Honey,
1: yeah. Hanif, I mean, often we were discussing the Democratic Alliance's strategy against the ruling ANC and of course, you know, that um, jostle for power not too much of discussion with regards to AFP who uh, to the IFP sorry who's emerging to be one of your biggest adversaries because you need to deep frog them in order to get to the ANC so how has that battle been panning out for you thus far
13: let me tell you firstly the the DA project has been a long-term project mm-hmm. we started off with seven seats in the National Assembly yeah. so it's it spans over a number of years and uh, you know I don't want to take you through the whole story but where we are at in in the and KZN our strategy for this election was to achieve four things. Yeah. Um, the first thing was to retain the wards that we have, mm-hmm. and thus far there is no reports of us losing any of the yep. wards, so that's a victory. The second, uh, incidentally, the wards that we have won, we won with a much larger majority than the previous occasion, mm-hmm. so that's great. The second was to take uh, wards off the ANC and other yep. political parties, and we certainly have done that. I'm happy to share with you some unconfirmed reports yeah. ward 69 in chatsworth for example a former anc ward we took that ward 77 in a tegueni a former anc ward we won that uh, ward 58 in tongat was an anc ward we won that ward 61 was the same story out in phoenix um ward 48 uh, was an anc ward uh the da won that ward 51 was a minority front ward and we won that so, where we're sitting at the moment in Atiguene, we seem to have increased our number of wards by six thus far, and these are, again, unconfirmed reports. Um, and um, one of them, of course, five of them were from the ANC, one from, uh, from the minority mm. front. Mm. Of okay, course, so, so that was the second part of the strategy. The third part of our strategy was to increase our footprint in areas yeah. where we didn't have a presence before. Yeah. And from what we're starting to pick up, we're seeing a growth on some figures from 2011. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're on track in terms of that strategy. And then, of course, in Tigrayna, our strategy was to try and reduce the ANC to below 50% or as close to 50% Mm -hmm. as possible. Now, I think we must recognize that um, our democracy is still maturing. Um, I'll tell you what's the trend to watch in this election campaign across all nine provinces. And when you look at it, when the results finally come in, the trend to watch is the slow and steady decline of the ANC? It's yeah. going to happen. It's happening in all provinces. It's happening in many municipalities, and of course they're going to pick up pockets of support here and there yeah. uh, because of movement between the NFP guys and you know some um, uh, doubtfuls and so on. Yeah. But
1: uh, so I, th- I, th- I think, honey, will possibly take that up because up I know Khao Teng is doing is, is, is a proof of that. So we're yes. gonna be taking that up with our uh, team in Pretoria, but. D.A. Itaquini Mayoral Candidate Hanif thanks so much for your time and we'll be following up with more numbers and stats with you later in the day. Thank you very much. So let's bring this conversation now to, to you and understand how all these numbers, all these statistics impact your quality of life within local government to discuss that. Imran Bakhis, our political analyst joins us now. Imran, I mean you've heard the conversation here and do you think these are good enough strategies for local government from both these parties sitting here today?
7: Well, they both had really fascinating things to say. Yeah. Uh, I think from an analyst's point of view, many of us were talking about the fractures and fragmentation within the ANC uh, in some of the sort of controversial rise of its uh, chairperson, both provincially and in the region. Uh, but it doesn't seem to have impacted uh, significantly on the ANC. Mm. So I think Quezadaan remains in many ways a firmly ANC province, yeah. uh, very unlike uh, Gauteng perhaps, where the dynamic is very different.
1: Help me understand the electorate then, why do you think that there would be that change in Gauteng and not the same kind of change here within kwazulu I think if you'd look past Nkandla being the stronghold of the, you know, ruling ANC.
7: Well, we don't have any empirical evidence for this, but I mean anecdotally what we can point to is, one, is that you have a very sort of uh, urbane urban population in Gauteng, particularly black emerging middle class, where the romance of the liberation perhaps matters less, uh, and I think we're starting to see a steady shift from the emerging middle class, black middle class, towards the democratic alliance. Uh, in a province like KZN, where in large part the ANC draws its vote, I know Itagwini is still a very strong ANC, but in, in many ways it also draws its vote from a rural electorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Gate and many of the other scandals around a so-called failed Zuma presidency doesn't impact uh, significantly on a rural electorate. I think almost culturally and in the vein of perhaps traditional leadership there is a sense that Zuma as an elder statesman almost has the right to the level of comfort he mm. Uh, mm. you know has mm. controversially and, and in and in other same, places
1: is that the same then for doc, uh, for Monks Tutulazi as well because the IFP just continues to remain at that number 2 position
7: well, there's been a steady decline in the IFP since '94. I mean, the graph goes, yeah. you know, at almost a 45-degree angle. Uh, but I think, like I was suggesting earlier, the NFP dynamic perhaps impacts on the upward trajectory of the IFP now. Uh, and while some were saying the vote would go to largely the ANC... Um, and uh, the democratic alliance remember that the nfp would historically bear the scars of that civil war in the 90s where many of the nfp members were ifp people Uh, so so that that has an impact on that vote the ifp is built around the gravitas of one person yeah and we've seen in other political contexts in south africa where you build a political party without strong uh, machinations of internal democracy succession planning mm-hmm. etc and you know when that leader uh, you know moves on from the yeah. party or passes on the party fragments almost completely yeah. so i think that's a fairly dangerous kind of bring scenario it home for them now
1: and let's find out how these numbers how these policies and trajectories like you you're indicating Impacts the person who voted yesterday. How do they hold the politicians? They cast their ballots for yesterday accountable to ensure that their level of comfort within local communities
7: is better You know, we've seen an incredible campaign from the ANC. It has a sophisticated machinery I'm told it's a billion rand campaign, etc Equally, we have seen a tremendous campaign by the Democratic Alliance but I think what counts most is that we often talk about local government being a central pivot in wanting to build this fragmented, uh, traumatized society. So I think the accountability of ward councillors is what's going to count most. Yeah. I'm hoping that councillors who are victorious in this election won't uh, you know, move on to a very technocratic approach to yeah. governance. People placed us in power so we know what they want. I think it's important equally for citizens to participate uh, in ward committees in other forms of participation. I think protest is an inform uh, is an important part of democratic participation, so I'm hoping people continue to protest, uh, albeit without the violence. So I think all needs to be done to hold uh, councillors accountable. Remember in terms of participatory democracy in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, constitutionally, legislatively, and in policy terms, we have a very sophisticated architecture. Mm-hmm. Whether that translates into effective participation is a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. You yeah. know, holding imbizos with having thousands of people and giving them T-shirts and a meal yeah. to eat is not effective public participation.
1: Wonderful. Imran, I think it's time to wrap up this discussion. But one more I want to put through to you, and this was uh, building up to the election at polls, at voter registration. Everybody's saying to me, I want change, I want to vote for change. What does that mean?
7: yeah I think in large part people are disillusioned uh, I, I think what we see in South Africa a little more than two decades into democracy is not different from what we've seen in other parts of Africa in terms of you know liberation movements turned political parties starting to get pushed to the periphery although in other contexts uh, it took three four decades uh, and that doesn't mean ruling parties can't reinvent themselves and re-emerge uh, but I think people are disillusioned Illusioned, uh, and what we're starting to see perhaps not in KZN more but in other parts of the province is the ruling party being punished uh, gradually uh, for that lack of service delivery etc uh, so I think people are demanding more effective yep. service delivery
1: I think gentlemen we will have to leave it there now we we'll wrap up our discussion here about KwaZulu-Natal and the way they've paired up the polls currently with about uh, what's it sitting at about now so about 25% of those votes declared in KwaZulu-Natal well we have to wrap up our discussion here here. It's time now to cross over to find out if this is having any impact on the way the country's finances are doing. Here's your markets.
0: Making sense of your rand. The market update on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. Good morning. With the currencies, I'm Salma Patel. The rand is trading at 13 rand 90 to the US dollar, 18 rand 53 to the pound sterling, 15 rand 48 to the euro, 10 rand 57 to the Australian dollar, and at 9 rand 96 to the New Zealand dollar. In India, one rand is trading at four rupees 81. In Sri Lanka, at ten rupees 47. In Pakistan, at seven rupees 50, and in Mauritius, at two rupees 52. The Saudi Arabian real is changing hands at three rand 70. Looking to the commodities now, gold is trading at $1,350 and platinum at $1,152 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil is at $43.30 a barrel. For Newsbreak, I'm Salma Patel. Stay tuned. Hussain Ibrahim will bring you a traffic update. Safe and sound with Newsbreak Traffic.
8: Morning. Let's begin here in Durban. That lights off M4 Southern Freeway, north blinking at South Coast Road off ramp. Coupled with that, Phoenix not too good towards Chris Hani Road and JG Champion Drive uh, towards the M41 Highway. Faulty traffic lights in Lodium at the R5 at uh, Pretoria Van Rynfeld. Out as well, parked down at Oxford and Victoria and Randburg at Bram and George. That uh, boxburg obstruction still there. N12 in, in the left lane after Atlas Road and uh, heading into the Mother City. A vehicle stuck after the Cell Street exit and. Light of Parrow at uh, Dela Ray Street and at Valhalla Drive at Owen Road. Uh, just here in Durban, refreshing here on my monitor, and there seems to be an accident just occurred in one Higginson Highway past the police college. And that's a wrap of the traffic.
0: Elections 2016 on Newsbreak Lotus FM.
2: And yes, thanks for that, Hussein. And it's back to Pretoria now. We're reporting live from the IEC Nerve Center here in Pretoria. And we do believe uh, some news just came up. Uh, Chaos has erupted at the Hauteng IEC, and it appears that party agents were upset about the counting process. Now, we'll tell you a bit more about that uh, with Maya Jekjeevan, who is standing on the floor of the IEC Nerve Center, and Ranesh Dharaj, who's standing right next to me here in studio. We'll discuss that. But first, President Jacob Zuma says that the peaceful nation of the country's fifth local government elections is a sign that South Africa's democracy is coming of age. Now, he was speaking after casting his vote in his home village of Nkandla in northern KwaZulu-Natal. Now, the president was also accompanied by his wives Makumalo, Tobeka and Bongi Gemazuma. Presidential correspondent Tebo Mokobo was there and sent us this report.
14: President Zuma arrived at Ntolwane Primary School just after 10 in the morning. He was accompanied by some of his family members and found dozens of his fellow locals already standing in a queue waiting for their attend to cast their votes. The president quickly joined them in a long queue and started chatting with some of his neighbours. He met his elderly neighbour, 101 year old, Sezen Mbambo, who was happy to see him and very open about what party she's voting for.
4: At old age, at least they were able to be voting, uh, to have the right to vote and be happy. And she knows exactly what it means. Wow. Absolutely. That's why she's here, and that's why she's excited. No, I am. I'm a citizen in the first instance. The presidency comes afterwards. I'm a citizen of South Africa. That is the first thing. I, I belong here. The fact that I stay in Pretoria is because of the responsibilities. That's why old people like this can recognize and connect because i i
14: grew up here when the president finished voting after 11 there were hundreds of people outside the voting station coming to cast their votes the two main political parties in the area the anc and the ifp had their tents erected outside the polling station they were all singing and dancing to their different music as their leaders come in to vote. And President Zuma says the peaceful nature of the election here and elsewhere in the country demonstrates the maturity of South Africa's democracy. To vote is important.
4: And I was impressed as I looked at the news that even in areas in our country where it is very cold, citizens are out in numbers to vote.
2: And that was President Jacob Zuma there and that report by Ntebo Mokobo. And uh, let's move on to Maya Jagjiva now. Let's cross to her who's uh, joining us live from the floor of the IEC nerve center. And I can't see her from where I am currently, but I'm sure the television cameras can because she's located right where all the big action is taking place. And she is also in front of the mega screen that is broadcasting all the results as it comes to us. So let's speak to her now. Maya, you are at the epicenter of the building. What can you tell us?
12: Yes, Matthew, and I'm at this all-important floor of the IEC nerve center, which is a buzz with activity as we have IEC officials working around the clock on their telephones, on the computers, checking updates regularly. Also, political parties coming in and all eyes on that leaderboard, which takes pride of place. It's constantly being updated and splashed next to the leaderboard It's a brightly coloured map of South Africa which in fact makes it easier to see which are the councils, which are the metros where counting has been completed. And then a clearer image emerges of what South Africa's political landscape is looking like on this result day. Now with just a third of the votes counted, the ANC leads the race in this election, having just won over 50% of votes so far. The ANC is trailed by the DA with about 33% of the votes and the EFF which has been the new kid on the block for this local government election has managed to make inroads with just over 6% of the votes. Mm -hmm. So what do these votes translate to in terms of seats? So far for the ANC it's 468 230 for the DA 13 for the ISP and 6 for the EFF In total they are 8,646 seats up for grabs nationally. Now, Matthew, I know you spoke with Marie Harris from IFSO about the developments and how Nelson Mandela Bay Metro is looking. Interestingly, it seems the ANC's control of Kauteng's three big metros is seriously under threat. Results so far show the DA in the lead. In Johannesburg and Ekurhuleni, and we'll be bringing you all those details as they unfold. For now, my eyes are back on the leaderboard to find out the latest. And throughout the day, we will be having political parties coming in, checking up on the process and giving their, their making their voices heard. And you'll hear it all on Newsbreak. It's back to you, Matthew.
2: Thanks for that, Maya. Yes, so she painted us a great picture there of what's actually going on here at the ISC nerve center. And uh, somebody who is uh, going to discuss it further is political analyst. That's Runeesh Daraj. He's joining me uh, once again in studio. Ranesh, a very good morning to you.
15: Hi, good morning, Matthew. Good to be here.
2: So, as I discussed earlier, Rinesh, uh, we did say that chaos has erupted at the Gauteng IEC and it appears that uh, party agents were upset about the counting process and IEC workers then stormed out. And I believe that the IEC don't want to comment on the issue. Can you tell us more?
15: Yeah, um, the only thing I know thus far, Matthew, is that the IEC is uh, remaining completely mum on exactly what transpired. But they did assure the SABC that they will make some kind of comment at a media briefing just after 11 today.
2: Okay, and let's discuss the results. It's still streaming in. The race for votes, how's it looking at this moment?
15: I think it's still very, very early days, Matthew. Remember, it's just uh, around uh, 35% of voting districts declared. Those voting districts that actually have sent through the results are from the sparsely populated areas, mostly Northern Cape, some parts of the Western Cape, some parts of rural KZN. So I think it's still going to be a very, very long day for all of us. The results, I think, will start flowing in, uh, you know, coming in thick and fast from maybe 12 Today, maybe towards the latter part of this evening,
2: and of the results that we have seen thus far, any surprises from your side?
15: You know, my big surprise was, you know, obviously how close the race is between the ANC and the DA. It, you know, it. it you know as more results come in it looks more like you know gravitation towards a two-party state between the ANC and the DA of course it's still too early you know to actually assess how the EFF is uh, is doing because obviously the metros are you know still lagging behind the metros we only expect those results to come by Friday afternoon late Friday evening
2: and Runesh if you can discuss the process for objections can you tell us more
15: Um, I know most of the objections will probably emanate from the metros and and, and that's the reason the metros will be, you know, probably the last ones to to actually be finalized. But I know for a fact that, uh, you know, those objections, those complaints will possibly be resolved before the actual official announcement of the results, which we can expect on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening.
2: Yes, uh, so you did say 35% of VD is uh, currently declared. But if you could just uh, discuss with us the final results, any
15: ideas when they will be expected? Remember, the IEC has seven days to actually uh, announce the results, which uh, actually falls on next week, Wednesday. But uh, past elections have told us and have shown us that the IEC is very jacked up, very clued up. They normally bring in the results, the official uh, results announcement on Saturday afternoon, late Saturday evening around 7. PM.
2: And that's where we'll have to leave it. Ranesh, once again, thank you so much for joining us. The
15: pleasure's all mine. And that is where we'll have to leave it. That brings our Results
2: Day broadcast to an end. For now, though, there's still a lot to come and we do have an extended broadcast once again at 1 o'clock today. We also have a late broadcast at the PM. That's 9 PM. And uh, Tareesh, also know that we have crossings throughout the day on Lotus FM with the latest results.
1: Because our job, Matthew, is to keep you informed. So we'll be telling you the numbers coming through the seats, going ahead, and everything that you want to know. As we stand, 29% of those votes declared in KwaZulu-Natal ANC with about 54.9% of that. IFP following at about 2856 and the DA at 11%. All of that coming your way, Matthew. I understand you're also expecting a lot of high-profile guests
2: today. Yes, it's going to be a buzz as always at the center and we'll bring it to you first on Newsbreak Lotus FM. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Newsbreaker Lotus FM and you can find us on uh, Facebook as well. And don't forget, if you want to find the results for yourself, just go onto the SABC website. That's elections.sabc.co.za. This broadcast came to you courtesy of the team, Maya Jagjeevan Prabhashni Mudli and technical assistance from Tanzanipal, Ben Papetta as well.
1: Well, this side in Durban at the ICCIC Centre here. This broadcast came your way courtesy of the team Hafsa Amkizia and Hussein Ibrahim, and this broadcast was overseen by Executive Producer Salma Patel, and we had Keith Van Vech in studio. So, from me, Tareq, hey, have an awesome day. We'll talk to you in a short while.